As spring training continues, there continues to be more questions about Key Barrowese and what production he needs to provide at the plate in 2023. So I'm going to set the expectations for the third-year catcher right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for the Washington Nationals into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. And we get started by talking about some expectations for third year catcher Key Barrett Ruiz as. You know, this was someone who was as high as the number 11 prospect in all of America, according to Baseball America, just back in the pre-2022 season a year ago today. Kibert Ruiz was sitting at the number 11 prospect in all of baseball. That is higher than James Wood right now, currently on most sites. Just to kind of give you a sense of the hype around Kibert Ruiz in total. Other sites weren't as high on him, I will say. So, but let's get into it. Baseball America is my preference prospect site. I usually reference uh, MLB Pipeline, known as MLB.com, just because that's more useful and everyone knows it and they have access to it. It's free and available wherever you get it. That's why I usually use that rather than Baseball America. So, looking at this, Kiber Ruiz is certainly still on the come up. He has not arrived, quote unquote, as the kids would say. He is not here. Kiber Ruiz, the finished product that we want to see, is not here yet. But that doesn't mean he can't get here. There's just a little more urgency, you could say. He is heading into year three. Now, technically, it's his second full season. And even then last year, to end the season, he had a testicle injury. I mean, those are some freak accidents that's going on <laughs> whenever that happened. I forgot who that was against, but that did happen. Back to my point, though. This is someone who is supposed to be a big part of the future for the Washington Nationals. And so I say that in saying, when will we get to see the full version of Keybert Ruiz? Because when looking at the production that this guy has had, Throughout his minors career, he is a hitter. And in fact, he is known to be a hitter. Back down in the minor leagues, when the Nationals traded for him in 2021 for that blockbuster deal, sending over Max Scherzer and Trey Turner for Josiah Gray and Keybert Ruiz, along with a couple other throw-ins that we call Donovan Casey and Gerardo Carrillo. Looking back at that 2021 season for the Dodgers, down in AAA, Oklahoma City, Kibar Ruiz, in 52 games, had a 311 batting average and a 1012 OPS. Not only did he have that, he had 16 home runs and 45 RBIs in those 52 games, killing the baseball. And then once he got traded to the Nationals in 2021, 
He went over down to Rochester, played in 20 games down there. He hit five home runs and 14 RBIs in those 20 games. Batted 308, had a 942 OPS. And then if you fast back even further to what he was doing in 2019, well, he was hitting still. He was still hitting. But even then in 2019, he did have a down year. But the 2021 production from what we saw from Bear is the one that we expect. Now, I'm not expecting a silver slugger hitter behind the plate. There's only a few of those, especially nowadays with the catching position and how valuable it's becoming to get. It's going to be tough to win a silver slugger nowadays. But then again, Kibar Ruiz has these sort of expectations. So now it's time to get down to the bones of it and talk about what he can do and what his expectations should be heading into year number three for the kid. So here's what it is. Last year, his numbers weren't too wildly impressive at the plate. Some numbers that stuck out to me in his limited time with the Nationals last year was that his slugging percentage was down to 360. And now, Kibar Ruiz, he's not the most powerful guy in the world. He's not a guaranteed 35 to 40 home run guy. But then again, also, he is a power bat. He is considered in that category that he is going to up there. And that's really his strength when it comes to hitting, is power. You've seen a lot of home runs, a lot of extra base hits from him over the years. And last year in particular with the Nationals, you didn't really get to see that. In 112 games, he only had seven home runs, 36 RBIs. He almost had as many stolen bases last year as he did home runs. He had six stolen bases in 2022. We're going to need more home runs at the plate. In home runs, some people look at them as an overrated stat. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me put that in quotation marks. Well, I'm going to here to say that home runs are certainly not an overrated stat. In fact, it's probably the most underrated stat. Home runs do matter. And if you're telling me that if someone like Aaron Judge hits 60 home runs in a year, that generates 60 runs, let alone the amount of runs that were on base during those home runs. That's a lot of runs when you put it in in that perspective over the course of the season. That kind of stuff is important. Generating runs, getting extra base hits, especially where Kibert Ruiz is going to be in the order. He's not going to be a leadoff hitter. He's not going to be the two hitter. He's going to be the three through six hitter. Somewhere in that range to where we want Kibert Ruiz driving in runs. And what's the most productive way to drive in runs is getting extra base hits, is hitting the gaps, hitting home runs, moving guys over. That's going to be his role in 2023, and that's what we want to see from him moving forward in this season. Here's how he can do all that. We talked about Dominic Smith yesterday and a lot of the holes in his swings from just what we see and what analysts see in general when it comes to that young prospect over there. Or rather, not Dominic Smith. He's not a young prospect anymore. Kibet Ruiz, I consider him in that basket still. Looking at his swing, it's not really his pitch selection. It's not really all of that. When I look at Kibet Ruiz, I feel as if he needs to be more aggressive at times. I want to see him swinging out of his shoes from time and time again. I want to see more of that. He's got to understand the power that he has in that bat. And what got away from him? moving down from, you know, the hecticness over the last few years, getting told that 
you're the future behind the plate for the Dodgers to being traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. It's not easy. I get that. But then again, the production has to meet and the rubber has to hit the road eventually. So looking at Kiber Ruiz and what he has done well over the last few years, well, he's generated some decent amount of walks. 30 walks last year in a 394 at-bats. He only had 50 strikeouts in those 394 played or at-bats. And that part is impressive to me. His lack of strikeouts tells me two things. One, his plate discipline. It's nice. We've seen it. Just like I alluded to earlier with, I want to see him be a little more aggressive even. Swing out of your shoes every now and then. You have the power to where if you're going to connect on one, it's going a long ways. He's just got to trust in himself and really believe in what he can do and understand what he does best, which is his power. And when you're a power hitter, at times, guess what? You're going to swing out of your shoes. You're going to lose some balance. You're going to look like a fool some time to time. Well, guess what? That's the careers of people like Nelson Cruz who do swing out of their shoes occasionally. We saw it last year. Name that power hitter. They swing out of their shoes sometimes. It happens. I want him to go get it. I don't want him to be some batting average hitter. That's not what he is. That's not what he does best. What I want to see from Kiber Ruiz is a power hitter, more of a power stroke. And that's what we did see from him in the limited action that he got back in September of 2021 in in that short period of time. You were starting to see the power kick in. He only had two home runs in those 23 games, but then again, it was more beyond that. He had three doubles in there. Again, two home runs, 14 RBIs. This guy does have the extra base hit potential that we want to see from him. So ultimately, with Kiber Ruiz, the expectations are pretty simple for me. I need to see better numbers when it comes to power. I need a better slugging percentage than a 360. I need that thing above 400 at least. And what I would really want is to get that thing up to 420 at least this season. Generate more home runs. Be more aggressive at the plate. Realize your potential and what you can do at the plate and the amount of damage that can be done with that. The time to experiment is now, Bear. If you need to do something differently in your swing to start generating more power, the year is now. Because this organization, they said it all every single time they've had the opportunity to. They believe in Kibert Ruiz and what he can do. Including myself, I believe in it also. It's just time to see what he can do at the plate. And really take that next step forward as far as his hitting goes. Because I think he's got all the tools in the world to be one of the better catchers in baseball. And yes, I said that. One of the better catchers in all of baseball. But next, I want to get into some players leaving for the World Baseball Classic and some holes this will open up in spring training and some guys that we're going to see a little bit more of because of this. And it's a good thing, especially if you're some young, unproven talent that I'm going to get into. But before, I got to tell you guys about my friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and free. 
Locked On Podcast Network. They found me through LinkedIn. So there you go. If you like my podcast, maybe you don't, maybe you do. That'll give you a little more effort into what you want to do with LinkedIn. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And guys, finish off the year strong. It's simple. Use LinkedIn. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And now we get into some of the teams, or not the teams, the players that will be departing for the World Baseball Classic any second now. And we got five Washington Nationals players heading down to the World Baseball Classic with the new addition of J. Mayor Candelario, the third baseman the Nationals signed from the Detroit Tigers this past offseason. He's going to be playing third base for Team Dominican Republic, which is which was once a loaded roster, but then again, has had some injuries. Vlad Guerrero Jr., no longer playing for them. So, here comes Candelario. Good luck. I'm rooting for Team USA, but that's just me. I'll root for J-Mare Candelario now as well. But here's a total list of players leaving for the World Baseball Classic. We started off with J-Mare Candelario, the first one, the newest, latest one, joining them to play Team Dominican Republic. So that's that for him. Joey Manessis going down to Team Mexico. Arasma Ramirez, Team Nicaragua. Andres Machado, Team Venezuela. And Alberto Baldonado, Team Panama. They're all joining those teams down wherever they are in the pools. I don't have that in front of me this week. So now it brings up the question, who's going to be opening up these position battles now because third base. I don't care what anyone says. I know Candelario is going to be starting the season opening day there, but you got Carter Keyboom again, a former top 15 prospect in baseball who is going to need some playing time at some point, which we have an update on his injury status coming up in a little bit. He's going to need to start playing at some point. They're not done seeing what they need to see with Carter Keyboom. They're going to be getting him some opportunities at some point this year. And then again, my night coming up to save the day is Jake Kalu. Jake Kalu is someone I've talked about all offseason to where I want to see this guy get more opportunities. I want to see it work for him. Not only does he seem like a great dude, but he seems like a great ball player. Over the last few years, we know this. He's going to start down in AAA. He will. It's just not an option at this point, unless he bats a thousand over a hundred plate appearances in the next month, which probably won't happen. Jake Lou is going to be someone to watch when it comes to these nationals, young prospect system that we have down in West Palm beach. Davey Martinez did talk about this yesterday as well. He wants to see the younger guys. And with this, you have five guys going, going down in the world baseball classic to represent their country. It's going to open up some spots for guys to come in and compete to where in situations you might have not thought 
that they could compete. So Jake Alou is my first one on this list when it comes to guys who are opening up holes with guys like Candelario leaving, Joey Manessis. Jake Alou is a solid third baseman who can play second base. If you asked him to, I'm sure he could probably play one of the corner outfielder spots. But then again, I don't know if he can. So this is someone who is already an infield utility guy playing second base and third base, third base meaning his main position. But we're going to see a lot more of Jay Kalu, and that is a good thing, especially for the World Baseball Classic here. All the focal point will be off of spring training, especially when it comes to the Nats this year. So this is going to be an opportunity for guys like Jay Kalu to actually step up, show their worth, and do what they can do. Now, with that being said, he's got to take it. And when he's got to take it, he's got to hit. And that's something that he has done, which is another thing about this. When I talk about position openings that may or may not be happening, that may or may not unfold, Jake Lou is certainly on this list to talk about. Just because he's the number 28 prospect in the organization doesn't mean this guy is a nothing. Because he's not. Over the last two years, look at the numbers and you try to tell me who's been the better hitter in all of the national system the last two minor league seasons. Probably can't find one because he's been the guy over the last few years. Down in double A, triple A, once he got to Rochester. This is someone we've seen. This is someone that the Nationals and Davey Martinez and Mike Rizzo and the staff, they certainly have not forgotten about him. And we can see that in the playing time that they're giving him this year. But then again, there are guys like... uh, like a Mason Thompson, who could be opening up spots with someone like Al, or not Alder Ramirez, Jesus, someone like Erasmo Ramirez heading back down in Nicaragua to represent his team. This is the opportunities now, and we've talked about it even beyond the point of just spring training. Because spring training for this team right now, yes, everyone's getting ready for the season. It's a marathon. We get it. But also... It's time to see some young guys. They want to see what the young guys can do up against major league pitching and with the major league team. Well, times like these, when you have Jake Alou, Carter Keboom has missed a lot of time. Mason Thompson, someone who hasn't really been up in the majors that consistently over the last year and a half or so. Times like these are when those young guys need to take advantage of the times that others are missing. And what do I mean by that? They got to perform. The time is now to perform for these guys. Prove your shot or prove your worth, rather. Take your shot. Be valuable. Find your role with this team. Because the Nationals, we can say all we want about them. We got a lot of holes to fill. And there are positions to be taken. Down the road, third base spot is going to be one to be looking at. The corner outfielder spots. If Joey Manessis kind of proves to be a one-year wonder, there's a DH spot out there. Dominic Smith, if he doesn't prove himself, there's a catcher spot. Victor Robles, if he's batting 200 at the plate again, guess what? There's a center field spot open now too. So just because we look at it on paper and it's like, man, do we really see all these opportunities for guys that they can be getting? Well, They have an early opportunity to prove themselves with five guys missing time so far. 
And with that, I want to see Jake Alou as much as I can. I want to see Carter Keyboom. But then again, I did promise a Carter Keyboom update. And so far, it sounds like it's just a right shoulder injury. Some soreness in there, maybe from throwing. Who knows? But as far as I know, uh, Bobby Blanco from Mass and Sports alluded to this in his article today, but or yesterday rather, and he talked about how Davey Martinez does believe this is more of a day-to-day thing. Not that much to worry about with him, so that's good to know. And especially it's not the right or the right elbow, the one that he just had Tommy John surgery on. So then again, that's a good update. But the time is now for all these guys to take advantage of the opportunities that will be given to them. Because this is no guarantees in the regular season. As soon as you're done messing up in the major leagues, you might only get three at-bats and that's all. So to take advantage of what we can see now against major league level talent, is going to be huge for Davey Martinez, Mike Grizzo, and this development staff to really pick who they want down the line. But I'm going to be starting this new little thing that I call Top 5 Tuesdays. This is a new wrinkle in the Locked On Nationals that I want to end the show with every day when it comes to Tuesdays. Not every day, every Tuesday, where you get your Top 5 Tuesday every single Tuesday. I'm saying Tuesday a lot. But we're going to get into that, and we're going to rank to start off our Top 5 Concession Foods slash Drinks at Nationals Park. It's going to be a fun one right after this. And now we get back into Top 5 Tuesday as, again, a new wrinkle into the show. Something to where I like this. I like ranking things when it comes to this Nationals team. And it's not just baseball. I'm a zagger. I like to go the opposite direction sometimes. So today... We're doing ballpark foods, not only because I'm hungry right now, because I want to make everyone else hungry. We all are hungry for Nationals baseball. So we're going to go from least to best at number five. And this is, again, top five favorite concession food slash drink items. If you have any different comments or thoughts, tweet at the show at LO underscore Nationals or at myself at RyanClary11. Or you can comment down on YouTube or contact me via email, ryanclary1998 at gmail.com. Number five, I have the District Cooler. If you don't know about the District Cooler, it's basically Kool-Aid with alcohol. Now, for those hearing that, if you're under 21, don't drink the District Cooler. You're not allowed to. But then again, if you drink that District Cooler, And you're telling me on a 95-degree day in the middle of July, it's a 4 o'clock game on a Saturday. It's 6 o'clock. You're getting a little thirsty. You're telling me that you're not going to take the edge off after seeing maybe who knows what we're seeing during that game. Maybe another six-run home run that Patrick Corbin gave up. God knows who what. You want a district cooler. You want that Kool-Aid with alcohol in one bag. It's so good. I don't know how anyone else doesn't get a district cooler every time they go to Nationals Park, but that's my number five spot. My number four spot, the Backyard Barbecue Tater Tots. Now, hear me out. I'm not a big barbecue guy, 
But when they put out, and I'm blanking on the name of it now. Once I see it again, I'm sure I'll be able to remember it. But here it is. CU Tater. When they open up CU Tater, we all know where that's from. F.P. Santangelo, the former color commentator for Masson and Nationals games. And obviously Bob Carpenter as well. They call them Taters. So they made up a shop, CU Tater. And that shop has barbecue tater tots. And I, I don't know how I didn't put it number one on my list. Because when I look at barbecue and then I look at tater tots, and then you hybrid those two suckers together, oh my God, just try it. I can't talk about it enough. My mouth is watering. At number three, the good old classic, El Clasico here in Washington, D.C., the Ben's Chili Bowl Half Smoke. If you don't know what a half smoke is, it's a hot dog that's cut in half and then it's placed on a bun. It's a hot dog. But then again, you have to call it a half smoke. It's just the D.C. thing. And plus, nice little smoky pork flavor, which I like. Put some sausage on there. You can put some chili on there. Whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Cheese, mustard, onions, relish, doesn't matter. You're going to like it, and it's going to taste good, and it's much better than a Nats dog. If you're going to wait in line for a Nats dog, just wait in line for a half smoke at Ben's Chili Bowl. They have them all over the park. Why don't you do it? If you hear my stomach grumbling, guess what? It's because it's hungry for a half smoke. And that's no surprise to anyone out there if you see me. But now for my number two spot. This one may cause some controversy. It is hot dogs in the left field terrace, but right by section 106 and section 107 out there. I look at this. It's not just your normal Nats dog. It's hot dog. H-A-U-T-E dog. Here's what it is. It's a New England hot dog roll with just a normal hot dog in there. But then again, that roll is different. It is much different. It's toasted. It's good. It's more bready. It's softer. It's overall a better experience. And then you get to put your own hot dog, or put your own hot dog, put your own condiments on there. And then you can have different hot dogs there, like a Bon Me hot dog. They have a bunch of different hot dogs at Hot Dog, which is what it's called, H-A-U-T-E. That's what you need to check out this year. If you guys haven't gone to Hot Dog, then you're missing out. You're missing out dearly. But now for my number one spot, and again, this, to me, I called Ben's Chili Bowl El Clasico because when it comes to food, that's usually what... DC people say about it, it's Ben's Chili Bowl. When I think of Nationals games and what I do, I think of this. Chicken tenders with fries. The classic. Not the hot dog, not the burger. Chicken tenders and fries. Finger food goes along better with baseball than macaroni does with cheese. You heard that right. Chicken fingers, chicken tenders whatever you call it, is better at a baseball game than macaroni is when it comes to cheese. I said that. Chicken tenders at Nationals Park should be the staple of all staples. They've got it down right. I don't know what they do with the chicken tenders there, but they're consistently good. And I'm a chicken tenders guy. I prefer boneless wings. I do. So 
That's why I chose chicken tenders and fries as my number one seed. You get the honey mustard on the side. You get the ketchup. It all works out just fine. Although I do wish they had buffalo sauce and ranch there. They don't. That's just a, an ask that I have. Maybe we can push for that down the line. If we grow into this big community, you never know what we can do. But also, since we're on the food, I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Bring back the buffalo chicken tender basket. We want it, people. The time is now. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies and find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And guys, today was a fun show today. As you, As always, go Nats.